Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out here at the New York Strong event. I'm sitting here with Jordan Shallow. Sorry, I'm, I'm standing. I'm standing. We're standing here with Jordan Shallow. If you guys have never heard of Jordan Shallow, you've probably seen a shirt that said Prescript. You've probably seen a really large man with a beard who's like calls himself the Muscle Doc. Maybe you've seen the Instagram called the Muscle Doc. I'm sure at some point you've seen him at some point, right? Most people don't know my real name, which is weird because I think we're moving to like a society where you are not going to give someone a first and last name. You're going to give them the an Instagram, Instagram handle. Name. Yeah, like people are like, oh, you're the muscle doc. It's like, yeah, hold on. Let me check my driver's license real quick. It's like, oh, no, my name's Jordan. But yeah, man, been out there for a while. Your assistant talked to me yesterday about doing a podcast and she said Jordan Child. And I was like, I don't know who the fuck no, you're talking fuck, about. No, no, why would you? And she's like, the muscle doc. And I was like, oh. How funny is that? Yeah. yeah. It's a world we live in. Especially. And I looked for your phone number this morning and I was like, muscle doc. Come on. It, it I saved swear, in your phone? I swear to God. <laughs> I love that. No, it wasn't in my phone that way. It was just. I don't know what I actually saved you as. I think I saved you as just Jordan yeah. with nothing else. But I looked up Muscle Doc. That's hilarious. Yeah. Hey, man. Got the job done. So what I'm really excited about, and I've the, the, the biggest reason I really wanted to have you on the show is I really wanted to talk about peptides. Yeah. And SARMs. Right. Those are the things that I think a lot of people, they want to experiment with, but they don't really know a lot about it. So it's just like it's kind of the Wild West for them. And, and you know what? There's not... There's not a whole lot to know at the moment because it is kind of that new frontier of sports performance, especially when it comes to, like, ergogenic aids, right? Like, you know, you got the tried and true stuff. Like, creatine's been around since, like, the dinosaurs, it seems, and people are always trying to find an edge. And now in today's landscape with sports is they're trying to find either a legal edge or an edge that exists somewhere in a gray area that isn't illegal yet. I so, love the gray area. That's yeah, where everybody you know wants what, man? to be. That's where Olympic gold medals are won. They that's, really are. That's I, where I, fucking home run records are, are set. That's where when you're fourth and long, it's the gray area, man. And even Babe Ruth was supposed to be eating some sort of different types of roots and stuff that were like in the gray area for how yeah, they the gray the area of cocaine. One hundred percent. But it's like it's human nature, man. Like the wantingness to to outperform is always going to exceed the wantingness to catch those outperforming, right? Like it's always going to be as long as there's, you'll never have clean sport. Ever. It's just to what degree you consider sports dirty. Thank the right? fuck Christ you said it. Dude, it's just, I mean, look, <laughs> dude, I've been, I, I mean, I remember being 12 years old and watching Lance on the tour and being, hey, that one guy in the canary yellow jersey is murdering everyone. Like, There's always so, a reason. Right. Always. If it, if it's it an, looks it's like always dog, too good to be true. Yeah, and it's you know what? It's always like this 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 Simpsons pastor wife thing. Oh, think of the children. It's like, look, they're going to grow up, and the sooner they can realize that this is how the world is played, because it's not just it's not just it's not just sport, man. Like, shit, I lived in the Silicon Valley for seven years. I, I practice at one of the largest tech companies in the world. It's like you got you had guys coming in at the director level at Apple spinning. Like, you know, they weren't on SARMs. They were on a different type of performance-enhancing drug. Like, you got guys getting scripts for Adderall or Vyvanse. Like, this fucking guy hasn't blinked in seven years. Right? He's been strung <laughs> out since his undergrad in Cornell. And, you know, he's going to die at 40, but he's going to leave a fucking huge impact. And it's like, how bad do you want it? Yeah. Which is a really, like, it, it's a very matter-of-fact mindset. Like, look, every year that goes by and every Olympics that rolls through, they're, they're giving people medals in the mail from, like, 20 years ago. Like, hey, we actually found out the first 20 people that you competed against were all on drugs. So here you go. 20 years later, no podium. No one cares. It won't even make the paper. Yeah. It's like, just be honest. Yeah. Right? And that's such a huge thing with athletes, too, is, like, athletes don't own their shit. Like, you get caught. 
I would just want one person, just one person to get caught with anything, SARMs, whatever, drugs, PEDs, and just be like, yeah, you're fucking right. You fuck, like, I just want, like, it's, you know, when you have, when you have Oprah as your golden snitch and he's the one that outs Armstrong, it's like, there's a problem here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just a, it's do a. You, do you think drugs are actually killing people? Because, like, when, when, when someone's been on steroids for 15 years in the NFL or something and they get a brain tumor, like, do you think that they died because the brain tumor, like, super, like, it, it, it made that happen sooner? Or do you think it was going to happen no matter I what? Th- so I think it's contextual, right? There was a. I don't want to misquote this, but... Because I have a such a hard time believing, sorry, I have such a hard time believing that someone can die from something that is just going to help you survive. Right, to a certain extent. Like, you know, the there was a case where uh, a bodybuilder had died. I believe it was eccentric ventricular hypertrophy, which is to say, like, look, we're all athletes, especially here. Everyone here has a big heart, right? And not just, like, from, like, oh, they're so kind, it's the holidays, the Grinch kind of thing, but, <laughs> yeah. like... Physically, the, the like this, the smooth muscle of our of our heart has expanded like the rest of our muscles in our body to a certain degree. Now, this particular this particular uh, bodybuilder had a genetic defect which caused eccentric ventricular hypertrophy, which is basically to say, inside the chamber of your heart, the muscle started to grow inward. Right, most of our hearts grow and expand outside of the actual chamber of the heart. Now, that genetic mutation is going to express itself. Right? The, the, the performance-enhancing drugs did not turn on and off that gene. That was expressive through birth, and it was likely a congenital defect, right? Now, that guy dies at 50 as a plumber, but as a competitive bodybuilder, he dies at 24, right? Because it's like you're, you're exacerbating that process of muscle growth, and that muscle growth is growing into that last chamber of your he heart. He died literally at 24? Yeah. Fuck, that's sad. Right, you know, and it is sad, man. But it's Is like, that more of a testosterone thing or like a growth hormone thing? Like for him both, to speed it up at a certain rate with like it, what it's with growth hormone as a you know a, a supplemental drug or ergogenic aid uh, at lower doses it doesn't seem to have a huge effect on skeletal muscular hypertrophy but at higher doses it seems to have an, a kind of a, an overall effect on growth throughout the body and things that can still grow um, so yeah it, it likely was a combination of both. But the real issue was screening for the genetic defect of eccentric ventricular hypertrophy. Now, how do you do that ahead of the time? So you really are going in blind, right? Like, you know, people have heart valve issues that they're not aware of. People have, you know, uh, like uh, undiagnosed brain lesions and things like that, which you could be fanning a very aggressive flame when you do introduce performance-enhancing drugs. But, you know, to say it's almost like it's almost like guns don't kill people, people kill people. Yeah. That's kind of the idea. Like, there's... How can one drug, when when administered by a physician, you know, for a 35-year-old with considered low testosterone, be then turned around in the hands of someone the same age who procures it through a very, you know, by let's call it alternative means on the street, and how can that same drug be now all of a sudden killing people, right? It's I, th- I think it's it's an easy target to victimize because it's you know it's inundated with with professional sports, especially baseball in the early 90s. And, and that whole uh, the Supreme Court thing with Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa and all that. So it's like, well, it, you got someone like me. Uh, I live in Newport Beach. It's a very expensive area. There's a lot of rejuvenation clinics, and I actually just saw one the other day, um, and and they're actually prescribing people testosterone, growth hormone, and oxandrolone. I was like, wow, you guys are actually giving that out too, huh? That's, That's very interesting. So you like, know, when you look up the like those types of things. When I, if you have low testosterone, you start giving yourself testosterone. I feel like the, the upper limit for sports is 1,200. Do you feel like 
someone's taking oxandrolone, which is for like an HIV patient to get back. They want to stop their muscle wasting disease. Right. They have like a T cell issue. There's something going on in their body. This is like literally made to give these motherfuckers weight to keep them alive, have more cells to keep you more healthy. I know a doctor who takes 10 milligrams every day his entire life, yep. so he doesn't ever get sick. There's a whole article on it I read about it. I was like, wow, this is amazing. So now we have somebody who has low T, they're at 1,200, they're taking oxandrolone, they're taking testosterone. Do you see any harm in that in the long term? So I think the upper limit is actually, in, as the, the science is evolving slowly because of the limitations put on it by the law, really. Like, what you're going to see is you're going to start to see, and what, without getting too technical, administration of shorter esters. I think a lot of times there's a cumulative effect that we don't really take into consideration and how much our body can kind of process on a day-to-day. Like, the, that, that endocrine pathway is just like a simple lock and key mechanism, right? So you're limited to your ability to actually utilize a dose-dependent relationship based off the number of locks you have in your body, right? That's why you see some, some kids, man, they're just what we'll call high responders. It's like they got a lot of locks and they're ready to go. And they hop on, you know, 100 megs of something, and next thing you know, they're 25 pounds bigger. You're like, what the fuck? You guys, that same, the next guy, you know, the same amount of, of drugs, and all of a sudden he's not getting anything. It's like, well, yeah, no locks, right? I think the issue now is there's an, there's an accumulation effect that has to be taken into consideration in how our body sort of backlogs and has to process this excess that sits with longer ester hormones, right? So there's a, there's a distinction to be made between peptide hormones and steroid hormones, right? Like a lot of people think that so steroids are this broad brush performance enhancing drug. And it's like, you know, things like uh, insulin, things like uh, insulin growth factor one, uh, you know, somatotropin or human growth hormone, these are all classified as peptides. They're very complex molecules that take a longer time, uh, or maybe not a longer time, that, that are more difficult to break down. Then you have uh, anabolic hormones or steroid hormones, rather, and those seem to be a little bit simpler, right? For the breakdown, you can get those. Like, that's why they're having issues with, like, ingestion of, like, oral insulin, for example. And that's why metformin seems to be on this as a really exciting drug right now. Like, you want to talk about a physician taking 10 megs of oxandrolone. There's a lot of physicians prescribing low-dose and metformin and controlling blood glucose. So I guess to your question, it's going to be more of like, I think the shift is to move to shorter esters. So when we start to see some of these issues arise, basically you're going to deal with shorter half-lives and hormones so that, you know, we start to see good side effects and that's like uh, the intent and purpose of the drug. Then we can say, okay, we can monitor this and watch it moving forward. But if we start to see bad side effects, we can pull it out right away. Where, like, I think right now the physicians are, are, their kind of hands are tied around longer ester hormones that wave through, like, a 16-day half-life. So it's like, look, you know, if we start things going south, it's like, you know, you got, like, you know, a couple months before we're clear of this storm. So it's, it's, it's an interesting kind of, like, it's an interesting line to start to draw between, you know, shorter esters are usually seen in sports performance, right? Like, you want to clear a test? Like, just... Uh, I have a friend of mine, she, she competed in the Olympics, and she would come out in a World Cup series of a start house or a skeleton, and she would walk out with a vial with a Russian label on it. And it was like no ester testosterone. And they were jabbing this stuff in the Testosterone stomach. suspension. Yeah, test suspension, right? And it's like... You know, you know I did skeleton for, for five years. Right? Did you actually? I yeah. actually was on the... I, I trained for the Olympic team for, for, uh, for, from 2004 so to 2010. So start house in Park City. That's where I lived, it in Park was, City. Uh, Jesus, it was like six years ago now. She comes out with like a little rush of like Dude, World, I World fucking Cup guarantee series. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. That's when I competed. It's hilarious. I competed from 2004 to 2010. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, I, I've, been around, I've been around professional athletes for almost 10, 12 years. And it's like, that's all. You know what? As, as sad as it is, we can ignore it. 
and, and think it's not an issue or we can be educated on it and give like look at the end of the day people are going to do what they're going to do there also was a big thing back then when I was competing it was cause, well I eventually wound up doing bobsled I got big enough to do bobsled um, and the big thing was called check drops oh dude so then I had like a four hour detection so like by the, you started the competition by the time the competition was over it was it's already gone you're gone and <laughs> the check drops is an interesting drug because you can subdivide anabol- you can subdivide steroid hormones really into two categories of anabolic and androgenic right now check drops is said to be highly androgenic Right, so there's this idea of like roid rage and things like that, which to a certain degree I think exists. And there's obviously some psychological, pre-existing psychological factors that'll help fan the flame of the manifestation of that. But if you're an asshole, you're a super asshole. Exactly. Yeah. But it's said that Tyson, Tyson before he yep. bit Holyfield's ear off, yep. like those who know check drops, that's like, what does it do? Well, when Tyson bit Holyfield's ear off, the story was that he took check drops before the yeah, fight. I was actually going to bring that up. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's wild, man, but it just shows you like, look, man, at a certain point, what is what is it worth to you, right? Like the Norway study done in the Olympics of like, look, if you had to take a drug that would give you a gold medal or you would gold medal in the Olympics, but you'd be dead, not in five years, within five years. Like you could drop dead tomorrow. 98% of them said fucking that. Yeah. It's like, dude, unless you've played sports, you don't understand that, right? And 98% of the population, basically everyone who walks the earth who isn't trying to like be the biggest, fastest, strongest, look at that like, oh. I have so much to live for. It's like, yeah, but these guys have something to die for. Like, yeah. that's so sick. Like, I look at Lance Armstrong. That is one fucking hell of a way to put it. They have something to die for instead of something to live for. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But, man, like, like, I literally have chills thinking about it. Cause, yeah. Like, dude, they're risking everything. You know, the scrutiny, the, the, the social blacklisting. And look. I've every, been there, dude. And I've been <sighs> blacklisted and, and CrossFit. You've seen me. Oh, like, 100%. Yeah, and that's why I've drawn to Murder people. And yeah, like, it's I, fucking yeah. amazing. I want to fucking go right but, now. Let's go. But that's the best <laughs> thing ever, man. Like, I don't think people really realize the difference between that sentiment of like, oh, you have so much. Life. But like, dude, if you're willing to go out on your shield, you fucking serious? Like, that's, that's, the, that's the Spartan noble death, man. Like, I, But there is these people now. So... We have uh, Sylvester Stallone. No, not Sylvester Stallone. Actually, Sylvester Stallone yeah. is one. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Who's the other guy that was uh, the Hulk? Oh, Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno. These guys took a fuck ton of stuff. Yeah. And they didn't even have any idea what they were taking. They were just like, this is making me bigger. I want to be on stage and look bigger than everyone else. Yeah. I'm going to keep doing all this fucked up shit. And they're still alive. Yeah. And they're still doing pretty well. And actually, Lou Ferrigno is actually still fucking jacked. Massive. Whereas Arnold is more of a governor role. And he's, yeah. I mean, he's not super jacked anymore, but... The fact that they're still alive is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're going to look at that from a research standpoint and talk about power, but like... Because yeah, I want to know if it's killing people or not, or if these people already had predisposed conditions that were it was it was going to kill them anyway. I think that's that's the biggest thing, and what we're lacking right now is a way to actually pre-screen. And it, it just... I mean, look look at marijuana. I remember in high school, like, if you had, I'm like... I'm just trying to... I just want you to tell me to go to the doctor to get prescribed everything. <laughs> That's well, what dude, I'm, I'm trying to dude, figure out. Physicians don't know shit. <laughs> oh, and, and all the physicians don't know shit. Physicians have their hands tied to the current best practice research, which is antiquated, right? Like, dude, you can pull up research from France of them testing Trenbolone on children. The Trenbolone is one hell of a fucking drug, man. Like Everybody I know is taking that. It's like, yo, yeah, next level. Yeah, dude, it's like it's, you're walking around with rocket fuel, man. Like, you, you got a short fuse and you got a fucking afterburner. Like, it's insane. But that's made specifically for cows to get bigger. I had a, right? I was at Westside. I was in Ohio, and I was told the story that back in the day. Yeah, they, used to, so you, they used to do the shots in their ear, right? No, uh, the story I heard was they would actually freebase it. 
So one guy would hold the spoon, and Finiplex was like sort of the agricultural name for it. So they would take Finiplex tabs because it was fed to cattle as a steroid hormone. And one guy would cook it on a spoon while his homie drew it out in the fucking needle. And then they would jab it real quick before it solidified again. Oh, my God. But look, again, that's something to die for. Like, probably very quickly. Like, you might meet your maker, but they didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Right? And that's why, like, you look at Westside Barbell, and they turned out the strongest guys in the world. Because they were guys who were willing to go there. Like, if you're not, that's fine. But someone will. Westside Wars the World. Amazing. Amazing. It's, yeah. Documentary. And you know what? I don't even think that begins... To tell the story. No, yeah. like behind those closed walls, man, there's there's a there's a hushed tone in that place where it's like you don't speak about actually what went on and it's that they're fucked. But, but I look at that and go, man, like I hope everyone that watches this movie finds something in their life that they're that passionate about. And people, oh, I don't understand. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, man. You never will. Yeah. Which sucks. I mean, and you know what? I'm fine with that because I don't, I, now I know that you're never going to be my friend. Right. I don't want to be friends with people, and people that thing, don't understand. And that's the thing, man. I look around my circle, and it's people that are just willing to lay out for it, man. Yeah. And, and I don't think it, it's given that. Uh, it's weird. It, it, you're kind of like talking out of two sides of your mouth, in the, especially in the States. It's like, you know, who's the highest paid actor in Hollywood last year? Actor? Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So here you have, like, the American darling. There was talks of him running for president. Right? And then all of a he sudden... He had gyno surgery three times. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that wasn't <laughs> from running a ton. But hey, man, I'll be the last person to judge anyone. Yeah. But it's like, be consistent with your outrage. Right? Like, we, we, we pigeonhole and we, like, we, we and cherry And Arnold, pick. all these people who are, like, way up. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you, you want to hit a couple, few more dingers over fucking... Over the, over the green monster in, in Boston and you're a fucking... You're an enemy, but, you know, you want to influence millions of kids across the world be an actor and be all big and strong with your tight underarm and again like nothing against Dwayne yeah it's just it's people don't understand like look it's the same thing and it's everywhere like all it's gonna take is fucking Joe Rogan to kick a mean cycle of 55 and within like six months Colorado's gonna legalize it yeah right? look at psilocybin mushrooms look at cannabis right like it's just gonna take a grassroots movement that go, uh, people understanding these drugs been respecting them and having the ability to actually research them to the point where we can start implementing them safely. Like Sly got popped coming into Australia like a decade ago with like some growth and some, I forget like, and I, and I don't want to oversimplify it. He got caught with performance enhancing drugs and when they questioned about it, he goes, look, this is silly because in 20 years this is all going to be legal. And look at him. He's 72 and shredded to the bone. Yeah. Right? Most people in America right now, like for the first time in our like in modern history, the average lifespan of the new generation is actually less than the one that came before it, right? And if this can help fan a flame, like, look, everyone I know who runs it for the most part, they don't drink, right? They, they exercise daily. They, they participate in the activities that lead, that when the absence of these activities lead to eight of the ten most deadliest diseases in the United States, right? So it's like, you know, our, our Stan Efferding has this saying about, like, st- stepping over $100 bills to pick up quarters, like, why are we demonizing a drug that might actually be an answer to a lot of our problems when, when applied in the right, in the right situation, hmm. right? But it's just people love that there's got to be an enemy, right? And for the longest time since the early 90s in the United States, that enemy's been dropped, like anabolic steroids. So, I mean, a lot of people have things negative to say about anabolic steroids, so then all of a sudden the world brings out these things called SARMs, right? right? So they're like, all right, we're going to get the same anabolic effects, except it's going to be you know, natural and this and that and blah, 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 blah. So what do you have to say about, let's, let's go with like the things that most people probably looked up, like maybe like Rad 140, 
Um, what, are, what are the other big ones? Uh, I mean, so it's... There's like there's, GW there's, 1060. There's, that's the one that the kid got popped for recently. It was on the podium at the games. <sighs> Do you think any of these things are even worth a shit? Do you think that... I've seen some pretty irreversible side effects from SARMs that I haven't seen in 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 other sort of drugs and any other ergogenic aids. Like, um, the biggest one I see is actually, like, like non-specific balding patterns. Like, I've seen, I think it was Rad 140 that I've seen a lot of cases of guys actually starting to lose, lose patches of their hair. Like, I think at the very least with some of the drugs that are on the other side of the aisle that are more demonized, at least they've had some basis of research, right? And the thing with, like, this gray area of research chemicals on the Internet is, like, look, there's, there's a quality control that's lacking across the board. So you really don't know what you're getting when you Western Union your money to some fucking random email address yeah. that your buddy at the gym gave you. So, I mean, do I think there's something there? Maybe. I think athletes that are, look, if you're going to cheat, cheat, right? Like, in my opinion, like, SARMs, like. Do the stuff that's been around. Do the stuff that's been around. Like, you've made that choice, right? There's no, and, like, it's a weird statement. It's a weird sentiment. Like, no one gets a trophy for taking less, right? Which is, fu- which again, like, I understand that's fucked up to hear, but at the end of the day, it's a, it's a, it's a line. That when you cross that line, no one cares. It's yeah. not like alcohol. Like, you know, if, if you told me that, like, oh, yeah, yeah I, I, had a, I, I drink. Like, I wouldn't think that you're at the bar every night getting fucking smashed, right? But second someone knows, oh, that guy takes drugs. It's that Ben Affleck afternoon special yeah. where he's just he's got the pin in the ass. He's screw you, out. mom! Yeah. And he's like tearing the place apart. It's like there's look there's levels of gradation to this, right? And a lot of people because they don't understand the drugs, they don't understand the layers of complexity, they don't understand the science, they don't understand why people do it, which I think is a huge underpinning to actually under, like to predict how these drugs are going to find their way because they're going to find their way, right? They they will find their way into the mainstream at some point, like. The, the myth of clean sport, once we realize that sports have never been clean, that there's always, like, look, whether it's, you know, the lady riding the subway to win the marathon, you know, there's always that wantingness to, to I cheat. fucking love that story. <laughs> so good. There's, a, there's, there's Uber ones, too, that are amazing. So good. But look, man, like, <laughs> people are going to cheat. Like, and I think it's going to come actually from where people least expect it. You're going to see professional sports realize that they need to start protecting their assets. Right, that you have these kids that are worth hundreds of millions of dollars, and to run them through a 162 game schedule in Major League Baseball, they're running through 17 weeks of fucking hell on a weekly basis, up against the goon squad of the Space Jam All Star team. Like they're gonna need to recover, yeah. right? And this is, and that's a lot of times out of desperation where these professional athletes are turning to. Like I, you know, all, like I'm not gonna name names, but I work with a lot of pro athletes, and one of the draw cards is kind of my understanding of this stuff. And it's like, you know, they assume the risk, they understand, but they also understand, like, longevity outside of their sport might actually be indicated in taking some of these drugs. Because it's not how much stress your body can be put under, it's how much you can recover from. And, you know, there's so much, like, stress is an aggregate, right? So the stress of, you know, being on fucking Monday night football or whatever, accumulated with the fact that when you're actually under all those lights and millions of people are watching, there's a guy who's like 285 running a 4 five forty, and he's coming for the heart in your chest. Like, yeah. oh, shit, maybe it would actually benefit this athlete to, to take matters into his own hands. There was a guy who just got served a 25-game suspension in professional basketball for taking human growth hormone. It's like, yeah, everyone in basketball is taking human growth hormone. How the fuck did they even test that as a blood sample? Right, and that's where you're going to move to. There was a huge push in... Um, in the it's NFL not even, a few it's not even worth spending the money. 
No. It's like a two thousand dollar test. Let him take it. A lot of times yeah. they have to do it on biopsy. Like there was talks in the NFL years ago about testing for HGH and insulin. It's like, do you know what the NFL is without HGH and insulin? <laughs> the CFL. Like yeah. no one wants to watch That's that. Fucking crazy. But it's just yeah, I just think like How many CrossFitters have reached out to you? Big CrossFitters. Yeah, I mean it's but it's the same thing. Does it happen? That's all yeah, I want to know. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Because I fucking can't say when people are just like, No, he's natural, blah 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 blah. It's like what I don't understand, when CrossFit's a different animal to me because, like... They just have... They have a very... They're following of people who follow these people. They, they, they really want to believe right. that everything is hocus... You know, is, is, uh, is real what, and I fairy mean, tale. What I always challenge people is, like, look, CrossFit's really seem to have a... An, from an outsider's perspective, a crackdown on drugs in their sport. You know, coming off the, the scrutiny of the UFC and the bringing into the golden snitch. And, like, you want to talk a sport that needs recovery. Like, these guys need it. And CrossFit's... CrossFit's very similar in the sense that, look, these workouts are getting harder and harder and harder. And the rec- no one's needed co- recovery more than CrossFit athletes. No Seriously. one. Not one fucking athlete on earth needs recovery more than CrossFit athletes. Because yeah, they cover so many domains. Like, Insane. In yeah. the same day. And it's like neurological, metabolic, For like, a musculoskeletal. Like, it's like, fucked. Nuts, yeah. And I just think, like, with CrossFit especially, I think there's a, there's a narrative being spun by what's actually being released. That if like, you just look at the writing on the wall, like, where you're telling me, like, Number seven in the South America region got popped from methadone, yeah. which is commonly known as D ball in most yeah. bodybuilding circles. And she's seventh in South America. Yeah. Yet whoever's winning first overall is clean as a whistle. Like, you know, like don't piss on my head and tell me it's fucking raining. But they want to spin this holier than now narrative of like, look, we're really cracking down on our sport. Look at all these nobodies we caught with drugs. It's like, okay, doesn't it lend itself to argue that everyone who beat them might be on performance-enhancing drugs? Like, it's the stupidest thing. Anyone with a brain stem could probably figure that out. But CrossFit, because they're a private entity, they're, they're able to withhold the information, right? Like, I know a lot of, yeah, I know, I know several people who have failed, and it's never surfaced. Just right under the rug. Right under the rug, But, yeah. dude, look at, look at the Olympic sprinting. Look at the history of, yeah. of drugs behind uh, U.S. Olympic sprinting. Carl Lewis uh, oh, dude, look, in, that, in the Bigger, Stronger, Faster documentary. What was Usain, where was Usain Bolt years before he broke his record? He was seventh or eighth in the country of Jamaica. Mind you, Jamaica is, you know, for whatever reason, some sort of sprinting powerhouse that doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Right? He was from seventh or eighth in Jamaica to all of a sudden first in the world. Yeah. Right? Like, look at circles of Olympic weightlifting cultures in the United States. Right? Like, well, before Victor Conti, everybody in the whole world was like, this is the best athlete ever, this, that, blah, 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 blah. And everybody was like, holy fuck, Marion Jones, this just craziness. And then Victor's like, oh, yeah, I just supplied everybody. And, by the way, 80% of baseball is doping. And if I'm going down, fucking everybody's going down. And then, and then ever since then, I was like, okay. Like, yeah. I, did, like I did my whole paper in college because I was an exercise physiology and nutrition major. And, like, I did my final paper on, on just – I actually did my final paper on blood doping. Oh, amazing. But I so did, good. But I did most of it was a lot of the research that Victor did and a lot of the stuff that he was giving his athletes. Yeah. And, like, I, I, like, learned all these cool things. And I was like, fuck, I kind of want to blood dope myself. So, like, <laughs> I actually bought a 4,000 IU vial of, uh, of EPO from a vet, veterinarian website. And I just bought one. Because apparently every 4,000 I use, you go up one red blood cell hematocrit count. Yeah. And I was, like, so terrified. And I was like, well, I have to do it. I did all this research. I want to know what it feels like. And then, like, well, I did, like, one shot. And I never did it ever again. Dude, it's insane. Have you ever heard of Bjorn Reese? Uh, no. So it's so funny, like, how these things just come in waves. Bjorn Reese was a, uh, I think he was a Danish cycler 
Is he Danish or German? By the way, I never felt anything from that one shot. It was just really? One no, you didn't day. notice the one? <laughs> no, it was like, All of a sudden, you got like Heinz ketchup running and through I, your veins. And I went to go buy like an, I wanted to buy more, and, I, and then they they wouldn't let me. I just got I got one through. <laughs> That's the, but yeah, what a cool experience, man! Like not many people could say they've done yeah, that. Like that's pretty cool. Urethra Powhatan is like fuck. Proofs in the pudding, man. Yeah. Like you can't touch Lance. With the yellow jersey on, you just yeah, can't do Mr. it. Mr. Seventy, yeah. After they called him the Mr. Seventy percent, yeah. Was part he, of my paper. That was his hematocrit, right? Yeah. Because yeah, before that, because we're all like forty nine. We're all between forty five and forty nine percent hematocrit. Once you hit over fifty, you're like okay. Your blood moves slow. For those of you who don't know, you just it gets yeah, very well, slow. Before him, no one no one ever referenced Bjorn Reese. Because Bjorn Reese's nickname was Mr. Sixty. Oh, he's the guy uh, who won Tour de France before. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, you're talking about. Like, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. weird how the social outrage machine. He was the guy in Bigger, Stronger, Faster. Was he actually? Right. Yeah, and he 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 was like, I didn't do this. I actually slept in an altitude chamber, right. sure. and I did this and that and blah yeah, blah. Yeah, that's blah. like I see. There's nothing I love more than a good excuse. <laughs> yeah. By a good excuse, I mean a really bad excuse. It would be better if you know he's like, you know what? I already failed. I already took my medals away. Yeah. I did it. Yeah. Rather than like, what was the one guy like? Oh. Uh, I drank like twelve beers. Oh, what I about had... what about the fucking girl who was like I made out with my boyfriend? Oh shit, the CrossFit, <laughs> the Canadian girl. Yes. Yeah, like all right. Okay. I just, <laughs> you know what? Talk about like, hey, there's the bus, or there's the grenade. You're hopping on that for me. Like, I'd be so bad. rattled if that, that was, was like, bad. like, look, this is gonna suck. Your family's gonna hate you forever. Yeah. But this is how we earn a living. So. Yeah. Jump on that grenade, soldier! <laughs> it's like not only is the guy like probably not. It was something. It was a, it was a peptide. It was um. Uh, it wasn't BPC. What was it? Maybe it was Rad 140 or something. Yeah, it was. It was something like that. Yeah. She um, was like, "Oh, my boyfriend took it, and then I made out with him, and then it was, it was just enough." Right. It was just yeah, get yeah. the fuck out of and here. And then we like, talked to a bunch of like actual like super geeky scientists and stuff and they're like no fucking way impossible yeah, yeah. There's, and you know what like just own it man and it'll take it'll take a profile name to actually change the conversation or to create the conversation and not be like look I've, I've taken a ton of pre-workout in my life I took a C4 earlier today and I haven't fucking thought like I've had heart palpitations ever since yeah and it's like I've traveled the world over and not once can I find this Winstrol lace pre-workout <laughs> that everyone seems to buy <laughs> it's like protein powder laced with like andro it's like they just don't make that shit it's too expensive so man. let's just say right now someone's listening to this and they're like oh this is cool they're talking about drugs this is so yeah. cool like I want to know more about it like Let's say someone right now who's been thinking about doing it for a long time. Right. What do you? How do you think they should get it? One. And what do you think the best? There, there's someone who wants. To, let, me, let me specify. They, they, they want to look good in the gym. They like. They want bodybuilder characteristics. Right. They don't really care about sports so much. They just want to look good naked. Sure. They're like, you know what? I want to do my first cycle of something. Do you think they should go to a doctor? Do you think that there's? They should go talk to their homie at the gym that they know is going to get stuff. Or do you, and do you think that they should just do like? testosterone nanovar or like something basic or should they just fucking go for it go trend everything just, <laughs> just yolo lay out i know it's hard man because like there is no like you know you could get weed 10 years ago that was laced with lsd yeah next thing you know you're fucking having an acid trip when you just wanted to sit back and eat some fucking fritos on the couch right? yeah. <laughs> and it's the same thing like it's because people are like not having the conversation that you know there's a lot of unregulated underground labs cooking up basically whatever the hell they want right and it's like the chemistry behind reconstituting a lot of this stuff is not overly difficult but when things go wrong man they can go really wrong so it's like i think the majority of people who are on the fence 
they can actually look to benefit from, look, learn how to exercise properly, right? Exercise is a skill. Oh, yeah. First right? and foremost, make sure you, you've tapped out your genetic potential. Right. And I think a lot of people don't realize what that means. Like, there's, you know, all oh, mind-muscle connections. Like, okay, I want to know origin, insertion, blood supply, innervation, action, and function. Go. Of every muscle you train on a weekly basis. It's like, you don't know that. Like, I don't even come talk to me. Don't talk to anyone. Um, I think a lot of doctors are trained based off the lack of research that's out there to default to a very defensive position and be like, look, no, this operative is people are going to do it anyways, right? Like they're going to get their hands on it, which is kind of like, it's a scary proposition to think that some guy might be cooking this up in his fucking bathtub, reconstituting your test and Prince Igor vodka. Like you just have no idea. So it, it's, uh, it, it's tough, man. I honestly think the biggest thing, the best thing everyone could do as a collective, if this is something they're looking to do is actually push an agenda for people to have a real conversation about it, right? Like, it's so taboo. Like, I'm sure I'll get blowback for this and be like, oh, like, he's an advocate. for. like, no, I'm an advocate for good science. Right? And right now, we don't have good science based around these compounds, yet these compounds are flying off farmers. I was at Bev Francis Gym, like, one of, like, the meccas of bodybuilding in the Northeast, and there's, a, like, a vitality clinic inside. And it's like, guys, are you serious? But, yeah. like... It's so taboo. Like, if you get it from the guy in Gold's Gym versus you get it from a guy with a white coat, all of a sudden it's a different, like, oh, no, it's fine. I have a script. It's like, oh, yeah? Like, your trend was low? Was it? Really? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. It's hard, man. Like, you, you don't. But at least you know what you're getting when you go to the doctor. Right. Because testosterone is not expensive. You go to the doctor, like, fucking 50, 60 bucks, but you might spend three times that from your homie. Yeah, and that's and that's <laughs> a hard part, man. Like, it, it, it's just, it's so unregulated right now that it's going to take someone with profile, someone honestly getting caught, owning it, and then saying, look, th- you don't understand how prevalent this stuff is in sports. And then when you do realize how prevalent it is, you're going to start to see a change in the tide, right? Like, people recoil, and, they rec- and it's almost like a knee-jerk reaction that everyone, they, they, they default to innocence, right? They're just like, oh, it's like, dude, you fucking knew you were doing it, right? At the very yeah. least, have a contingency plan for when what's going to happen actually happens, right? You get caught. It's like, oh, no, like, what did I, like, what do you expect? You're yeah. going to get fucking caught, right? And it was just like, I just, I just don't understand people's, like, their wantingness to recoil and reclaim their innocence. It's like, if you stand up and you own it, and if you're someone of influence, you can actually start to push the conversation of like, look, contextually, if people want to do this, they're, they're going to do it. At least make sure we have every, everything at our disposal so people can start doing it safely. Where do you think is a good place for them to get the knowledge on this type of stuff? You know what? I start with your biochemistry. Okay. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, and that's where a lot of people, like, don't shortcut the shit, right? Like, if they need someone to help them with biochemistry, is because it's something they can reach out to you for? Um, I don't really teach too much on like, biochemistry when it comes to ergogenic aids in an open forum. Do you it's, have a reference for them? Um, I mean biochemistry textbooks there's people i follow who are great at biochemistry from a nutritional perspective um and they'll help you understand like muscle protein synthesis one of the best biochemists in my opinion in the fitness industry is a gentleman named luke tullock now i don't want to implicate like he only does biochemistry yeah yeah, yeah. a lot about nutrition i just like i'm thinking about the guy who's like well i want to do this and i want to know if my biochemistry like if i'm maxed out on my potential and this and that and like and it's not even that it's have an understanding of like how your body works first before you have to start changing it right like understand like know what a Krebs cycle is, right? And, like, know what oxid- oxidative phosphorylation means. Like, this is the level of respect you have to treat these drugs. That's actually basic exercise physiology, too. Krebs yeah. cycle and all that stuff is, it, like, if you, it's, like, it's level one physiology in school for, right. for those who've never I been to school for this. you with everyone that has a 10 mil of whatever in their gym bag. <laughs> oh, they don't know what they is. don't know what they're doing. And yeah. I think until we start to see 
a changing of the base level competence of people who actually start going down this route. We're just going to end up in this vicious cycle of, you know, the dumb meathead. And it's like, no, like, there, there's, a, there's, a level of ba- there's a base level code you need to understand about your human body before we start going in on the back end with the HTML script and the Ruby Red and the Python and start fucking around on the back end. Most people look at their body from, like, if we're using the web-based analogy, from, like, a very uh, a user-friendly back-end interface. Like, oh, like my Squarespace website, I just drag and drop. So rather than dragging a picture into your online store, you're dragging, you know, uh, oxandrolone into your body. And it's like, whoa, whoa. There's a whole script behind this, right? If we peel back all like the user-friendly, you know, click and drags, there's 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 ones and zeros, right? There's a binary code in which our all our bodies ascribe to to varying degrees, and it's like understanding your base level code and how the biochemistry works. I think is integral in us having a real conversation about this. So let's talk about some basic. Um, I want this could be like a lightning round almost, right. of like. Um, Common misconceptions, maybe tall tales, stuff like that. If someone right. takes testosterone, right. what are the chances of them never making testosterone with their bodies ever again? Because a lot of people are like, I don't want to take it because I don't want to be on the rest of my life. Because I have like older, I have older clients in my gym, right? They're like 50, something like that. They're like, man, I want to start putting more muscle on and this and that. I'm like, dude, you should go to the doctor and really look into TRT. Yeah. And they're always like, well, I don't want to be on it for the rest of my life. I'm like, well, I have tons of athletes in my I have, I have a guy who's uh, he's like almost 60 and he goes on and off it all the time and yeah. he still has regular testosterone what's your opinion yeah I mean I think the proof's in the pudding right yeah. people just don't understand the regulatory like cadence of your body's ability to you know produce and stop producing like yeah it's going to fucking make it again. Yeah. It's the same Everyone, with, there's a lot of people that are terrified that it's never going to come back. Yeah, because they just don't understand, like, positive feedback loops in the body, right? Like and LSH. some of them have had doctors tell them it's not going to come back. Oh, and no, they're, sure. And they're, yeah. they're going to be on it forever. Because, I mean, this, it's financially this, guy, good this for him, was right? one class this guy took 25 years ago. Yeah. Right? And that was the one thing he retained. Like, there's so many moving parts to these hormones. And then there's so many adjuncts you can take. Like, look, someone walks in with diabetes. Or, or a, a high H, uh, HbA1c, they're going to leave with some sort of diabetes drug. They're going to leave with some sort of SSRI, and it's like, wait, wait, what are we? Are you serious? Like, people aren't batting an eye at that, but they're worried about like, you know, a myth around your body's positive up to, or positive um, uh, positive feedback loop of like taking some sort of exogenous testosterone. It's like you can stimulate FSH and LH to restart the whole process over again, right? Again, it just comes down to like. You want to empower people, you have to educate them. Okay. And people really need to take the onus on themselves, especially where the current, the current barometer around these type of drugs is still very high. Right? And it's not until someone takes ownership and starts to actually have an educated conversation about this that we're actually going to start to see some sort of change when it comes to litigation. Because once you start to see that, like, look at, I mean, I know people who moved to Colorado in the early stages of legalization of marijuana because there were certain strains that, that helped their kid with a congenital disorder they had. You know, they had uh, forms of uh, Down syndrome or they had some sort of uh, tremors or some sort of epileptic uh, seizure issue. And they couldn't, they were in three states over. Like, they were in fucking Provo yeah. or some shit. And they couldn't get this stuff. So rather than, like, risking breaking the law, they uprooted their whole family and moved to Colorado. Now, all of a sudden, this poor kid who's had fucking seizures every day of his life can get some sort of, you know, he can get a tincture of some THC thing and be fine. Yeah. And, like, the, the, 
the ability for some of these drugs to have that profound effect on some people's life. You know, outside of the 20-inch arms and the fucking 1,000-pound deadlifts, like, it, it has a real-world impact that I think is stifling people's wellness and well-being that is just glassed over by this, this very negative public narrative that's spun around the drugs. But you don't think that it's going to permanently disable you forever? No, I don't think that because it's not the truth. Okay. Right. Good. So, sorry for the rapid fire. No, no it's fine. Yeah. It's no. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just want to, because I know a lot of people are thinking about these things. I'm like, oh, while he's on, I want to be, oh, I wish I knew this. So, um, a lot of people steer towards oxandrolone as a drug of right. choice because they think that it's not going to shut down their natural uh, production of testosterone and they don't need to take PCT, post right. therapy, and it's very low toxic. And it, it, there's a whole bunch of things about it. They're like, you know what? This sounds dope. I'm going to do it. Right. Do you believe all those things are true? Um, to a certain degree, yes, because there's the greatest amount of research done around oxandrolone. It's one of the anti-aging drugs that's given to HIV patients. Like, I, dude, I mean, I ran a clinical practice 40 minutes south of San Francisco. You know, I, I, I had access to a lot of people's medical records. And then one of the drugs I saw the most common was oxandrolone. And it's just a guy, man. He's like 160 pounds. You, you know, something happened, bad night, whatever the story is. And he ended up with like what would otherwise be a really daunting diagnosis, man. Like imagine waking up and getting the call from the doctor and that's what you got. Like, hey, man, once you get under a certain level, you're going to be HIV positive, right? Like you're going to have full-blown fucking AIDS. And it's like, holy shit. So oxandrolone, look, you look at drugs through anabolic and androgenic. It's very mildly androgenic. That's why you start to see ox- oxandrolone going, like, crossing gender bridges. Females will take oxandrolone because it lacks the ability to really regenerate or generate secondary sex characteristics of, of males. Um, so I think to a large effect that is true, and it's proven true in some of the research. So it's not see. shutting you down? Oh, no. Well, I think to a certain degree while you're on it, but then it doubles back to the first question, right? Like any sort of exogenous stimulation of that, that signaling in the brain that says, hey, we have ample amounts of this. Let's limit the, the production of it. I think part of that is partially true. Now it's dose-dependent based off of the, the anabolic and androgenic rating of the drug. Right? So I think it is, it is quote-unquote, a milder drug, but not to be taken lightly, if that makes sense. So like if someone is taking oxandrolone, do they still need to take testosterone with it, in your opinion? Uh, I mean, it really depends on what your goal is. In my opinion, no, especially if it's someone who's doing it for non-medical, more aesthetic reasons. Do they need post-cycle therapy? Person to person, right? Uh, there's a lot of different factors that indicate how we aromatize hormones, like how we convert excess in testosterone to estrogen or estradiol. A lot of that's case by case. A lot of it's actually nutritionally based, right? Like if you have high refined sugars in your diet, you're more likely to aromatize these hormones and actually have more issues with that aromatization of that the testosterone-based um, hormone. Hmm. So it's um, there are a lot of lifestyle factors and pre again pre pre existing factors that you need to be able to screen for how to screen for i have no idea a lot of people think that if they take growth hormone or whatever their fucking head's gonna get huge uh, hands gonna get huge i always tell people my answer and maybe we can just squash it with this is i'm good. like i'm like you aren't rich enough to take enough for that 100%. to happen yeah like you are like look if you can afford the i use per day to make your head that big that, and so here's the <laughs> thing right your long bones the, the bones that pretty much make up our height are they, they have a growth center to them Right? And when those growth centers close, which is usually like 21 to 25. Growth for plates, a.k.a. Growth plates, yeah. When they, when they close, you're not going to get longer, right? But we have these irregular bones that don't really have growth plates, right? Orbital, maxilla, and that's where this head growth thing comes in. But there is something to be said. Like, look, 
I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, if you're getting pharmaceutical grade, like you get Pfizer growth hormone pens, you know, you're getting 13 IUs, and it's going to cost you $750 US. And that's when you're getting, like, everything's, you know, sealed straight from a lab. Like, it's the dopest dope you've ever and, smoked and, kind and, of stuff. And you're talking about, so I don't know, what is, are these, like, 25 hours in IU, something like that? Well, yeah, I mean, whatever the math is, I'm way because, more than Because I, I looked up, like, natural productions of the body, and you're, you're between a half an IU to a one IU. Yeah. Depending on how athletic you are right. and, like, all these different things. So you have to be taking, if you want to really make any sort of profound perfects, effects, you have to be taking, like, three or four a day, right? Which yeah. is, we're talking about easily 100 bucks a day. 200 bucks a day if you're taking, you know, brand. Yeah. So for those of you out there who want to talk shit about it, unless you're dropping six Gs a month, Guy, guys it's will not actually value on that in a day. Yeah. Like, you know, you look at guys who are professional bodybuilders who this is a very, this is a price of doing business. You're looking 30, 40 IUs a day. Yeah. Right? 30 or 40 a day? Holy 100%. fucking yeah, shit that's, balls. And that's not to mention the 110 IUs of insulin that they're running with it. Yeah. Right? So this is, it's, it, people, again, there's a, there's a level of scale and gradation that people don't understand. Right? Like, it's almost like, you know, the, the girl that comes to you uh, wants to train but doesn't want to get bulky. It's like, look, I've been trying to get bulky my whole fucking life. Whole life, bro. And I have, like, the, you know, I have 15 times more testosterone than you yeah. do. You have nine times more estrogen. Yeah. I have more relative bo- uh, muscle mass to actually create a relative difference in, in the accumulation of tissue. I do, it's not in the cards for you. It's literally like saying, like, if I keep pulling on my penis, which I've been doing my whole life, it's going to get bigger. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, one day. One day I'll have a Pringles can. But yeah. <laughs> But no, it's just, it's, again, it just comes from bad information stemming just from, like, a misinterpretation of the science. But it's, I mean, you can laugh about it because it is. It's comical. Me, it really is. It is. It yeah. is that silly to think, like, you know, and here's another drug, then human growth hormone. Like, you talk to some people, and, and some people very smart in biology and biochemistry, just like your, your physician friend that said, you know, 10 megs of oxandrolone. I have friends who are big on metformin for long-term gl- glucose control and, like, the benefits of proven in science and managing blood glucose. You know, a lot of people are, are huge advocates for low-dose and somatotropin, right? Like, 2 IUs a day stimulates lipolysis, increased muscle protein synthesis. Like, there's a lot of benefits to having these compounds in your body. Did you say hydrotropin? A somatotropin. Oh, somatotropin. Somatotropin oh, yeah. is just like... Growth hormone. Growth hormone, yeah, right, ACH. Generic. Yeah, yeah and, it's, and it's, it's, just, it's just funny to me that, like, you know, given the right white coat and, situ- and stethoscope around your neck, you can have this conversation and it'd be very astute and very professional and very medical. But, you know, two bros chilling at some fucking CrossFit yeah. whatever event in New York. It's like, look at these fucking meatheads. Like, yeah. It's like, no, like we've fucking been around the fitness industry for 15 years. You've probably been around longer than I have. And it's like yeah, I'm 33. This is like this is the same, if not to a greater degree, a more thought-out thought process than most physicians have because it's one week and second year of med school, and they just get told, like, look, here's the science, and then by the time that person's in practice, 15 years have gone by since they actually learned this, and 15 years' worth of wealth and experience that we've accumulated just on this topic. So it's just, it's hard, man. Dude, even as a gym owner and a trainer and all the things I've done in my life, I remember being in college, the number one thing that you're like, fuck, he's got that, is the CSCS, the Certified Strength Conditioning Specialist certification and by the time i was a senior in college all the people that i knew who were smart and they were training with the nfl and this and that they were like you're gonna have to untrain your brain to answer the questions that you had to answer on that test so that you could actually do real shit right so now it's like 
if that's in the fitness industry, only imagine what's happening in the medical industry because the medical industry is changing all the time. Right. So now you have these people. It's just like you said. It, the, the book was 25 years ago or whatever. So a lot of – I mean – there could be shit out there with some two dudes that are standing in a corner somewhere that actually know more shit than most of these doctors. Yeah, for sure. and, it's, and it's not it's not an ego thing. Like my sister's a physician; she's an ER dog. Like she's she's in the shit every fucking day. She doesn't need to know about this. Yeah, right. Like she, you know, she needs to know about how to how to get a lung out of someone or pull a bullet out of someone. Right. Yeah. Like when her shoulder hurts. Yeah. She calls me. Yeah. She didn't specialize in fucking testosterone exactly. and cycles. And it's like, but look, and like here's the thing, like. You know, when people come to me with this kind of information, it's like you can ignore it like it doesn't exist and try and go about your career and work with professional athletes and just leave them up to their own free will. Or you can begin to educate yourself on this and have real conversations with people who are going to end up doing it anyways. Right. Like whether or not it's for it is no different than smoke weed. Like you said, it is no different than like all these other things that people are getting and becoming prescribed all the time. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's again, contextual. One of the best research uh, drugs for PTSD, if I'm not mistaken, is, is psilocybin mushrooms, right? But it's like, Which you know, they, great, the they make these, I've never done it. Oh, they're great. Okay. I, all right. We'll plan it. I'll come out. I'll come, come out to Newport. Newport. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Dude, just, you got to come to Newport anyway. I have a new house. It's look it's, for us it's, on the boardwalk. It's a, it's a cool spot. Just listen to fucking Pink Floyd. <laughs> but no, it's like, and, but in a certain context, like that's amazing, right? Like for, for, I, I have friends who, who suffer from it, who served overseas and like, for them to have some hope for such a dis- disabling disease, like that's incredible. But like you know, it's 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 there's a medical process. One of my clients is a, cl- a head of clinical psychiatry at Stanford, and she kept me up to date on a lot of the stuff they were doing around psilocybin mushrooms and um, and, and MDMA. Like those were the two biggest things. Big one, yeah. Yeah, and it's like wow, how amazing is that? Like she's like, yeah, like they make they basically make connections in the brain that were like more or less broken. She's dumbing it down for me, obviously, but she's like, look. Here's the deal. Sometimes some of those connections that get made and people who aren't pre-screened properly are the connections between paranoid and schizophrenic. Next Whoa. thing you know. So that's the thing, though, right? Like They take it know, one time and they're schizo. But, well, dude, I, I've heard of it. Like I know yeah. people yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. you know, they just burnt out. And that's yeah. what happens. It's like. When I was in high school, there was a long joke. Not a joke, but it was a, a story of a guy who did a bunch of uh, LSD or whatever, and he, he became a glass of orange juice. I've heard. Have you heard this thing. shit? I've yeah, like and, and like when things. you go see him, he's like terrified you're gonna knock him over because he thinks if he spills, he dies. Yeah, I've heard stories <laughs> of people have really similar that like they have to go pour themselves out before they start their day. So like <laughs> they describe their neighbors looking across the lawn at someone just doing like I'm, I'm a little teapot, and it's like look, here's a drug that's now being prescribed in clinical trials that due to like high pressure and social influence. Yeah, like look, Joe Rogan for good or bad is the most prolific interview in the world. Like, he bends Diane Sawyer over his fucking knee and gets a billion downloads. I know, he's And he nuts. sits there and rips blunts with Elon Musk. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Colorado is ban- or lifting a ban on psilocybin mushrooms within five years of lifting a ban on, on, on marijuana, right? And so it, it's going to take that level yeah. of influence. But it's, it's just hard. Like, if that's what's driving the engine is social influence through podcasts and shit. It's like, guys, we gotta, we got to get ahead of this. Yeah. we got to get ahead of this from, like, a medical perspective, and we got to get ahead of this from, like, a, a litigation perspective. So, yeah, it's, it, it, it'll be interesting to see how this develops. Maybe we yeah. won't have to speak in hush tones yeah. in the corner of some. I don't event. give. Everybody knows me. I don't give a fuck. Like yeah. I'll sit here and do this whole and just scream this shit if well, I have. To. I don't next, care. next time we do, it's going to be up on the main stage. <laughs> yeah, you should have saw the stuff I was talking about earlier with Jordan and Mike's macros, and we were talking about ridiculous things. Yeah, but uh, no, it's good though, man. Yeah. It's like people are so sensitive to it. Like everyone gets yeah. all like, "Oh, drugs." It's like, look, it's, it exists whether you whether you like it or not, man. It's the objective truth. You can run from it or believe it doesn't happen. I don't care what you believe. This is what's happening.
So I know that you travel around and do seminars, obviously. Yeah. What else? What, what else can people? Where, where can people find you? Uh, find right. some information. Yeah. So I mean, Instagram's the big one. And, and this is obviously not what you specialize in. You no. do all sorts of cool this, shit. This is, this is kind of a side project. So yeah. my my background is in applied biomechanics and sports performance. I'm a chiropractor by trade, a strength and conditioning coach at Stanford University. Um, I own two clinical practices in the Bay Area, and I started a company called Prescript.com. So we're a, an education-based company in the fitness industry. Um, we spend a lot of our time now fulfilling our contracts around developing um, more cerebral curriculum for in-house personal training across large corporation gyms. So our biggest one is going to be Good Life Fitness in Canada. So they've contracted us to basically overhaul their education prerequisites for upskilling their personal trainers. So just gaining a little more depth and breadth across kind of how these trainers look at the human body rather than just like, you know, your initial offering of like a two-day personal training course. So that's kind of our, our main focus now. And a lot of what I speak on is, is developing curriculum um, and actually implementing that curriculum to the level of the trainer um, from gym to gym with Good Life. I do it also for a gym called Ultimate Performance. It's more international, so that'll have us in Mumbai, Dubai, Singapore, Hong Kong, Sydney, Amsterdam, Manchester, London. I know, I've um, seen you traveling around quite a bit. Yeah, and it's, 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 it's the nature of the business, man, and, and education in this space. I hope space. you spend some time to enjoy yourself and not just Oh, dude, be in man, I don't work, bro. Like, I, 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 have a, I, I either work 168 hours a week or I don't work at all. I can't yeah. really tell. Like, this is, this is quote-unquote work. Yeah. I'm going to write the shit off of the food I buy because it's like, oh, this is a business expense. Yeah. Uh, but, no, that's, that's a large part of what I've been up to the last 18 months and will continue on um, into next year so. Yeah, if you want to get in contact with me, Instagram is usually the best way to find kind of what I'm about. Um, again, this conversation was almost more of like a passion project. Yeah, a fun thing, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Uh, There's not many people that we can talk to that are knowledgeable on the subject, so I, that's why I got excited to talk to you. And I'm yeah. sure that you have... Well, you have your own podcast. Right, yeah. Yep. So RX Radio, again, the nice part about traveling is I get to... I'm always in a different city with different people with different opinions, which is great. Um, again, we kind of stick more in the wheelhouse of like applied biomechanics, sports performance, things like that. Um, but, yeah, the, the website, Prescript.com, Instagram, at the underscore muscle underscore doc, and podcast, RX Radio. Um, so we'll be all over next year uh, and hopefully moving into 2021. So, yeah. And one more time, your Instagram is? At the underscore muscle underscore doc, D-O-C. Yep. The muscle doc, guys. You guys go check him out. He has a bunch of cool stuff on there. Check out his website. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Make sure that when you do love the show, because I know you're going to, this is a good one, um, that you tag myself and the muscle doc. Let us know that you loved it. I'll see you guys next week. Over and out.